It is your voice that invokes his presence. He says he inhabits the praises of his people. So this should be loud in here, not with clapping, not with clapping, but let your voice be a sweet sacrifice unto him. Hallelujah. Father, you are great and greatly to be praised. You are mighty in the earth, and we welcome your presence. We welcome your presence. We expect an evidence of a manifestation of your presence. Father, we lift you up and exalt you, for we realize and recognize and embrace the fact that you surround us. Your love surrounds us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Daddy. We know that we can expect a miracle just on the auspice of your presence. Hallelujah. 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 Glory be to God forever. Glory be to God forever. His kingdom come. His will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many of you recognize that you are citizens of the kingdom of God? Your citizenship here or wherever you're from is temporary. But your citizenship in the kingdom of God began the day you received Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. And the only swearing in you had to do is say, Jesus, you are Lord, Master, Supreme in authority, my Savior, Redeemer, Healer, my everything. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Father, we thank you for the power of your presence, the power of your word, the power of the Holy Spirit. And we acknowledge him right now. Holy Spirit, we need you. We have you. We thank you. Have your way. May your words fall on the hearts of fertile soil that is ready and able to receive. I thank you in advance for change. I thank you in advance for growth. I thank you in advance for maturity. I thank you in advance for conviction. I thank you in advance for decisions that glorify you and advance your kingdom. People will be one to the faith of Jesus Christ. People will rededicate and live their lives for real for you. People will make decisions about their church home and where they should be planted. We give you the glory, honor, and praise for all that you will accomplish by your power in Jesus' name. Amen and so be it. While you are being seated, look at your neighbor and say, I'm expecting. I'm expecting. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. How y'all doing? Praise God. Let me ask that again, because that was kind of weak. How are you all doing? Yes, I need to be in the presence of some faith-filled people that's ready to rock with the Lord Jesus Christ, come high water or hell. 
You know, Pastor Gregory just finished ministering on being fueled and aflame. And that lit some fire in me, I tell you. It was some good information, and I hope you recorded it. You've been meditating on it, and you've been activating on it. Activating on it. Lord, that was wrong. Too many prepositions. You've been activating it in your life. Amen. Amen. Praise God. You know, uh, one year ago today, one year ago today, it's amazing what a year, when you reflect on a year, what it looks like. But one year ago today, we were memorializing the passing, the transition of my mother. And, you know, a lot has happened in the year. So, you know, this past Friday, praise God, I'm doing great. But we... Thank you for your encouragement. But praise God, I just finished a portion of a, 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 prog a process in, um, you know, in the manifestation of healing. But how many of you know, I believed I was healed on March 8th when I got the news. <laughs> Amen. But I just finished with proton therapy. And so now, you know, I didn't feel too much, you know, after the surge, I didn't feel too much. But now I got to recover from proton therapy. <laughs> but praise God, uh, you know, my, my back right now is a circle. It's funny. It's a circle. And it's about the color of this here speaker right now. But thank God for Lamar. He said, get you some good raw cocoa butter and some, <laughs> and some good uh, medicated cream. So I'm believing God that my skin will return back to normal and everything will be where it should be. Amen. But thank you for your prayers, your support. I can't, I mean... My, my, the team at Linked Up Church, the staff, they uh, had a little party. You know, one thing this church, is, this Linked Up Church is going to do, we're going to eat. <laughs> so my husband um, made sure that we celebrated my last day of full-time therapy, and it was just an awesome time. So, you know, I'm doing well. I am on top. I am on fire. I thank God for his goodness, his grace, his mercy, his promises, his word, Holy Spirit. I thank God for all of that. But, so I, I, I have a question for you, though. You know, in spite of all that happened in the past year to me, in spite of all that happened in the past year and a half to you, how do you think society is doing? Ooh. <laughs> Y'all gave me more of a grim answer than I was expecting. You know, if you turn on the news and you turn on media, just as Pastor Gregory was saying, it is grueling. It is a bit much. In fact, I want you to take, pay attention to this video. Go ahead and play this video. Oh my god! Oh my god! 
mental health are increasing by the day. Inequality is pushing us farther and farther apart. We are going backwards. It's getting real bad out there. I mean, people are taking matters into their own hands. Matter, matter to their own hands. By the day. Inequality is pushing us farther and farther apart. We are going backwards. Thousands of police officers have been laid off. It's since a nationwide epidemic People have so much coming at them, their brains just can't handle it. Coming in hot. Coming in hot. Right now, society is hot. Tempers are flaring. People are frustration, frustrated. Mental illness is at an all-time high. The biggest drug being subscribed right now is for anxiety and depression. Ulcers. High blood pressure. All the things that are, are indicative of a people that's living outside of peace. That was just a snapshot, something I kind of took from a, a movie I watched. And it's absolutely true. People are getting so wound up that they're snapping. Let me read some facts to you all, some statistics. You know I love information. The fact is, crime itself has decreased in the past year and a half. That's good news, right? That is great news. 10.4% decrease in robberies, 7.9% decrease in property crimes, 14.2% decrease in rapes, 3% decrease in overall violent crime. That's the FBI statistics for 2020. But guess what? 25% increase in murders and homicides. And it's not just random things. It is the result of anger, frustration, Revenge. Self it's not self-defense. It's not, you know, it's not just stuff. It's straight beef between people. The majority of them are. And then people are being caught in the crossfire. So, as more and more of the world is coming in hot, what should we be doing? Praying, y'all so religious. <laughs> y'all so religious. Yes, pray, but you need to come in hotter. Come in hotter. Nothing new, turn to Romans chapter 12. We're going to pick right up where Pastor Gregory left off. Being fueled in the flame means you got to come in hot. You got to come in hot. Just like when someone is bitten by a poisonous snake, that venom is in you, but what do you need? Anti-venom. What is anti-venom made with? Venom. So the same passion that fuels anger, frustration, doubt, is the same passion that should fuel love. Romans chapter 12, verses 9 through 11. I'm going to read from the Passion Translation, and this is a foundational scripture for coming in hot. Coming in hot. hot. Some of y'all know the song. I don't do a lot, but I do the most. Come on now. I'm going to make a toast because we still alive. No big. I feel like pot. I shoot the shot. Coming in hot, 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 And what he's talking about is just being on fire for God. Let the inner movement 
of your heart always be to love one another. Never play the role of an actor wearing a mask, unmasked. Despise evil and embrace everything that is good and virtuous. Be devoted to tenderly loving your fellow believers as members of one family. Try to outdo yourselves in respect and honor of one another. Now, Pastor Gregor used the message version of this, but I'm using the passion version of this. Be enthusiastic to serve the Lord, keeping your passion towards him boiling hot. Radiate with the glow of the Holy Spirit and let him fill you with excitement as you serve him. Keep your passion towards him boiling hot. We are pre-programmed to be passionate people. But see, it's our decision on what we're going to be passionate about. So, the counter action, the counter answer to what we are seeing out there, fear-driven responses. Because see, anger is a secondary response. You all know that, right? Anger is just a response to something else that's going on deep within the person. Therefore, that's how you know that somebody didn't make you mad. Somebody triggered something that you're angry about within yourself. So now, what's love got to do, got to do with it? Y'all gonna get a little concert today. I got a song next to each point. You all know I wanna be a singer. But Minister Bernard has denied me the mic, so I'm going to take it when I can. Amen. Romans chapter 12, verses 9 through 11. Number one, let's talk about what love does. What is love and what should we do with it and about it? Love always. Love always. It is in us to always love. It is in us to respond in love. It is inside, in us. I don't care what you're dealing with. I don't care what comes against you. It is inside of you to respond in love because when we respond, respond in any other way, chaos always pops off, doesn't it? When we think we have to defend ourselves from being disrespected, check somebody, it just fuels what? Chaos, anger. But when we respond in love, what usually happens? People are confused. Wait, what just happened? Right? He says, let the inner movement of your heart always be to love one another. He says, let, allow, permit. In other words, it's within you to do it. You just have to make a decision to do it. See, we are wired to love and not just love, but be loved. The only way out is to fake it. When you're dealing with society, when you're in the face of fear, when you're in the face of doubt, when you're in the face of grief, when you're in the face of anger, and you don't respond out of love, the only other option is to fake it. But at some point, who you are will show up. So if you don't soak yourself in love, you don't invoke God's response. See, it's useless to go praying for God to fix something that you know good and doggone well you messed up. Well, he already gave you the answer. I don't need to fix it. I can hear God on the throne now. I don't need to fix it. You just got to do what you know you're supposed to do. Love. Love.
can't run with Mr. or Mrs. Wrong expecting something right. You can't. You can't. For those of you that are dating online right now, if you're dating somebody and you know you already saw the red flags, run! Listen, let me dispel something to you. Love does not equal sex. Love will wait. Young people, young people, if he or she won't wait for you, they don't love you. They just want what they want when they want it. They're showing you that right now. It starts with your body. It ends up with your money. It ends up with your attention. It ends up with stuff you don't even want to give up. And love is, does not equal agreement. Love does not equal people pleasing. In fact, even God says, do not despise his chastisement, which means there's times when God is even going to say, get your act together. Love has nothing to do and is not limited to what they do to you. Love is invoked and love's power, God's power is manifested when you respond in love to other people in spite of their agreement, in spite of their support. Amen? So how do we love? 1 Corinthians chapter 13 tells us real simply, I love the Passion Translation. It says, love is large and incredibly patient. It's funny, I was like, God, you're joking, right? Love is large and incredibly patient. So the one thing that I'm believing you for, the one thing characteristic I'm praying for and, and developing is patience. And you tell me that's what love is. So you tell me half the time I'm out there, I'm not loving. I'm just talking about me. Patience had not been my strongest suit. I'm growing in that area. Praise the Lord. Love is gentle and consistently kind to all. We talked about this a long time ago, but I'm going to say it for the sake of the hearing, for your hearing. There's a difference between being kind and being nice. Nice is, ah, ha, ha, kiki, ha, 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 And girl, let me tell you what she done did and all this here stuff. Kindness is when I'm going to be honest with you to you and still love you and deal with you through you. There's a difference. And the Bible is full of Kindness. He said, it refuses to be jealous when blessings comes to someone else. Love does not brag about one's achievements or inflate his own importance. Love does not traffic in shame and disrespect, nor selfishly seeks its own honor. When you have to demand respect, love is not easily irritated or quick to take offense. Love joyfully celebrates honesty and finds no delight in what is wrong. Love is a safe place of shelter, for it never stops believing the best for others. Love never takes failure as defeat, for it never gives up. Amen. And see, the biggest thing about what, you have, what we as believers have to embrace and understand is that not only are we commanded to love others, but we also have to have an expectation and a confidence in God's love towards us. We'll get in that a little bit later. Number two, love believes. Love believes. You all know this song. I said we we're going to sing a little bit. Just repeat after me. I. I, I, believe. I believe. I believe that. 
I believe that we will win. I believe that we will win. I believe that we will win. Y'all are boring. Love believes that no matter what it looks like, I'm going to win. Love believes that no matter what it looks like, I'm going to win. When the doctors told me this diagnosis, I didn't turn up my prayer and meditation meter. I didn't turn it up. I didn't all of a sudden say, I got to fast and pray for five hours a day to manifest my healing. He already healed me. So I had to make a decision whether I'm going to believe him for who he is and receive it or succumb to the fear and doubt that accompanies it. I didn't call everybody and tell them, listen, I've been diagnosed with this and that. I didn't call everybody with this notification for those that were in my circle and everything else. I told them, if you were here Mother's Day, I told everybody. But I didn't want to talk more about a diagnosis than I did about the goodness of God. Love and faith are twins. It's just that love was born first. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 3 in the New Living Translation says, Dear brothers and sisters, we can't help but thank God for you. Paul is writing to the church at Thessalonica. He says, because your faith is flourishing and your love for one another is growing. You want to grow your faith. Yes, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, but then you got to be doers of that word. And the main doing that you got to do is to love people as you love God. When we struggle with loving people, it's because we struggle with God's love towards us. When we struggle with loving people, it's because we struggle with our love towards God and God's love towards us. I mean, we, we say, we need your presence, Spirit of God. We sing those songs. But then, but for some, even online, for some, Sunday is a cleansing ritual. Sunday is the thing that I do for my moral conscience. Going to church is the thing that I do for my moral conscience because I done acted a fool and cut somebody out half the week. So I have to cleanse my consciousness by going to church, setting myself right again. I'm not mad at you. Do what you got to do. But at some point, this has to be a Monday through Friday as well as a Saturday and Sunday relationship. At some, at some point, this has to graduate beyond 4331 Brownsville or beyond what you're viewing on the screen. He says, I, am, I, I thank God for you all because your faith is flourishing because of the love you have for one another. Listen to this. This one, I was like, whoa. Galatians chapter 5 Verse 6 in the Passion Translation. I love this interpretation. When you're placed into the anointed one and joined to him, circumcision and religious obligations can benefit you nothing. Your traditions, your rituals, they can benefit you nothing. All that matters now is living in the faith that is activated and brought to perfection by love. 
All that matters now is living in the faith that is activated and brought into perfection by love. Love believes. If you're married to one another, you have to believe that in the root of who this person is, they love me. And whatever it is that's causing crisscross situations right now is out of a lack of, it's out of a fear and not a faith that they're there to hurt, that they're trying to hurt me. And for some, you've got to assess the history and the environment that made that thinking present. See, when you back up in Romans chapter 12, he starts by saying, present your bodies as a living sacrifice and to renew your thinking. Understand that the world, your history, your environment taught you something that was contrary to the word of God. So if you want God kind of results, guess what? You got to adopt and work for God's kind of thinking. Amen. And it's not easy. I am not going to pretend like it's just something we wake up and say, yes, Father, I have the mind of Christ and I recognize you. You're not just going to wake up and think that way. You're not going to wake up and just this be your existence. It takes a whole lot of deprogramming yesteryears and replacing it with God's word. You know, when I say love believes, let me show you, give you a nice little example. Minister Johnny, don't, who said that a man can't make things pretty? He made this look so nice for me. So, I don't want to break the glass. This is, those glasses is your thinking. They're your thinking. It'll go one of two ways. Because you're going to think and believe something. There's only two ways to think and believe. It's either doubt and fear or faith and love. There's no in the middle. Because if you're in the middle, literally, you're dying. Right? So let's just say this here cup right here, this glass right here, is your faith. And you're filling it with water. You're filling it with water. And you're coming to church. You're meditating the word. You're doing what you need to do, but you just, you just do it out of ritual. You just do it out of behavior and action, a routine, root routine. And then the troubles of life come your way, right? And, you know, you do a little absorbing. That's what the paper towel is there for, as well as to not <laughs> break the glass. But then troubles come. Kids acting crazy. Husband or wife does just don't understand. The job is going bananas. I can't pay the bills. The neighbor's getting on my nerves. Huh? I gotta feed my. I, I gotta take care of my parents because they're aging. My back hurt. My head hurt. I gotta take this blood pressure medicine. After a while, I need a bigger rocks. <laughs> I, we need more space. I got to work from home. This pandemic, don't want to be exposed. All this here stuff, right? And your faith starts filling out. It starts spilling out. 
because that's what the focus has been is on the problems, right? The focus has been on the problems. But let's just say we take these same problems and we don't focus on those problems. The problems are still there. We're not going to ignore them. Faith is not ignoring that which is as if it is not. Faith is believing that which is not is, right? So the same problems exist, but we're not focused on them. They're light. We're tossing our cares onto the Lord, knowing and confident that he cares for us because we believe, right? So when we say, by his stripes, I am healed, when he says, God hasn't given me a spirit of fear, but of love and a power on a sound mind, when we say that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, when all of a sudden, if, 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 if we keep feeding our faith and we're focusing on our faith and we're focusing on love, these problems start to spill out. So what side of that are you on? Hmm? Number three, love prospers. Love prospers. All I do is win, 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 no matter what, right? These are songs I hear in the mall, y'all. I don't even know the rest of the words, so. Ha! <laughs> Love prospers. And I'm not just talking about money. Love prospers. Love always wins. Love always wins. Even when it looks like when you're not winning. Remember David, he's in the cave. He's on the run. He says, God, how long will you give my enemies the benefit of the doubt? How long will it look like, will it look like they're prospering and winning? <laughs> Until they all fell by the sword and died. Colossians chapter 2, verse 2. The Passion Translation. Colossians chapter 2, verse 2. He says, I am contending for you that your hearts will be wrapped in the comfort of heaven and woven together into God's fabric. This will give you access to all the riches of God as you experience the revelation of God's great mystery, Christ. He says, as you continue to embrace and to receive and to take advantage of the access that you have to his word, he says, you will have access then to the riches that belong to him that he made available to you. That he made available to you. Listen, peace is worth its weight in gold. And you can't buy peace. Money, Ecclesiastes says, money answers all things. Oh, I'd rather, you know, I'd, I've been saved and broke. I'd rather be saved and well-to-do. I'm very comfortable. Praise the Lord. My husband is wonderful at making sure that we've been very comfortable. Amen. But regardless of how much money we have in the bank, it couldn't buy my healing. It couldn't buy our love. It couldn't buy his support for me. You know, this man was picking up and cleaning up my bedpan when I couldn't walk. I, I, after a while, I was like, I, I could almost, I was sitting on the, on the, on the chair and, and say, he's about to say it, he's about to say it, he's about to say it. <laughs> he says it about five, six, seven, 20 times a day. 
Is there anything I can do for you before I sit down? <laughs> Babe, you need anything before I sit down? Babe, you need anything? Love can't buy that. Love can't buy my kids walking in the goodness and the promises of God. Love can't buy that. I mean, money can't buy that. But love can. Love wins that. John 15, verse 7 and 8 in the Passion says, But if you live in the life union with me, and if my words live powerfully within you, then you can ask whatever you desire, and it will be done. When you're asking according to his word, he said it will be done. But guess what? You got to know his word. Right? When your lives bear abundant fruit, you demonstrate that you are my mature disciples who glorify my Father. God wants nothing more than for us to glorify Him. And you being broke, busted, and disgusted, frustrated, and upset, confused, and sick does not glorify the Father. Don't sit up there talking about, I'm just a laying and a praying. Woe's me. The Lord, he's going to come through. A change is going to come. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Because you are, number four, confident. Love is confident. Not cocky, not arrogant, but confident. Confident. Revelations chapter 3 verses 15 and 16 he says I know your works that you are neither hot or cold I could wish that you were cold or hot so then because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot I'll vomit you out my mouth if the Lord be God then serve him but if people please and be God then serve them you can't waver so you just got to know that there are people that's not going to like you, folks online, just because you proclaim righteousness. There are people that will reject you just because you don't want to endorse their evil. It's amazing to me. I respect whatever God told you to do regarding vaccinations. Praise the Lord. Because God is tailored to who you are, and you got to seek his peace. But it was just amazing to me what kind of snubs people get based off of a decision to wear a mask or not wear a mask, to be vaccinated or not be vaccinated. Dude, it ain't that deep. You do you, and I'll do me, and let's love each other in the midst of it. And, 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 and guess what? And God still loves us all. Love is confident. And sometimes, well, let me read this. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 11 and 12 in the message. Whoo, this was out cold to me. Now, mind you, he just got through talking about Moses and the people of Israel and the, God's great deliverance of the people of Israel out of Egypt. And he's talking about all the things that the prophets went through until this day. And he says, these are all warning markers. Danger! In our history books, written down so we don't repeat their mistakes. 
Have you ever paid a bill and they tried to bill you again? How many of you paid that bill again? Are you about to fight? I am not about to pay the same bill twice. Have you ever told your children what's going to happen? Like, I, I was a teenager. I know you, you, you think you in love, but sugar, you lusting. Your body is hormonal. Stop tripping and calm down. I've been there. And your kids still do something stupid. And you're like, you didn't even have to go that route. And the party's like, I ain't bailing you out because I told you in the first place. Right? We don't want to pay the same bill twice. The Bible is full of mistakes and errors of humanity and how they result so that we don't have to pay the same bill twice. Our positions in the story are parallel, continuing on here. They at the beginning, we at the end, and we are just as capable of messing up, messing it up as they were. Don't be so naive and self-confident. You are not exempt. You can fall flat on your face as easily as anyone else. Forget about self-confidence. It's useless. Cultivate God confidence. See, your confidence will get you only as far as you know. But to the creator of all the universe, God confidence will take you above and beyond, abundantly, exceedingly above, beyond what you could think or imagine. You are not so smart, not so talented, not so well-connected. You ain't that cute. You ain't that handsome. You ain't that fine. You're not that articulate. You're not even that rich to make it on your home. Be humble. Sit down somewhere. Be humble. And as the old folks used to say, sit your tails down somewhere. Right? Our confidence will only get us as far as we know, and we don't know it all. How many of you have ever been in situations where you're like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do next? What, what, what am I going to do now? And God stepped in. And God stepped in. I can't tell you how many testimonies we received during this COVID season. Testimony. I have so many people on our staff was buying houses. I'm like, what is that? A house popcorn machine? <laughs> buying houses, refinancing, selling, prosperous. Uh, my, my nephew, that little boy, making big money in the stock market. People have prospered during this COVID season because they refuse to let this season be a trigger for failure but instead looked at it as a stepping stone for success. You know, I want to see if anybody could, would know this answer. What is the biggest downfall of man? Pride. Pride. What precedes pride? No. Pride goeth before the fall. What precedes that pride? Success. Success is the biggest downfall of man. People get all caught up in their failures, but your failures is what keeps you humble, teaches you lessons, and puts you in position to learn so that you won't pay that same bill again. But when people succeed, they think they got something. 
See, people will excuse people's arrogance, people's disrespect, people's, people's bad mouth or whatever as they are successful. But then once they rise and other people start seeing them for who they are, in spite of their success, they're not that successful. If you go through the Bible, it's very, 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 very rare that you see God call somebody that was already successful. Very rare. Very, very seldom that he called and placed his assignment on someone that was already successful. Because it's very easy to think that you got that. It's very easy to fall into that trap. And then when you see relationships start falling by the wayside, and you see those, that favor start dwindling. You got to determine, is this because I got caught up in my own success? Or is it because the enemy is coming after me? It could be one of the two. But in most cases, it's not the enemy. Number five, love accepts. Love accepts. Ain't no mountain high enough. Ain't no valley low enough. Ain't no river wide enough to keep me from you. Ain't no mountain high Listen. I'm giving y'all a concert. I want you to remember this. Because let me tell you, there's nothing more frustrating for a pastor or for some, a leader that is committed to the success of the people and they treat it like it's a task to not employ as a lifestyle only for them to render back right where they started. So if it takes me singing to y'all, what's that? Because a lot of times, that's what you remember. What's that sermon that she ministered on where she was singing all them songs? It's, like, it's some rap song. Oh, yeah, coming in hot, 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 right? John chapter 13, verse 34 and 35, it says in the message, let me give you a new command. Love one another in the same way I loved you. You love one another. This is how everyone will recognize that you are my disciples when they see you love, have love for each other. They don't know the Christian by the scriptures you quote. Or your testimony about how much God has been good to you. They will know you by the love that you walk in and demonstrate. It's the love of God that wins man into repentance. And his vessel for that love is us, right? And it's not only towards our believers. Luke chapter 6 verse 35 says, But love your enemies, do good and lend, hoping for nothing in return. Your reward will be great and you will be sons of the Most High, for he is kind to the unthankful and the evil. What? God is kind to the unthankful and the evil? Yes. And guess what? He's expecting you to be too. He wouldn't have said it unless we were capable of doing it. It's just that when people are unkind to us, they don't deserve our kindness, right? But there's something that we do every single day that is unkind to God. And it is almost sacrilegious to think that we will, he will be unkind to us. 
Let's talk about this a little bit. I'm going to go somewhere. You know, the homosexual community right now is really, really functioning in offense. And their offense is a fuel in a campaign now, an agenda to really, really, what would really, really wreak destruction. And the reason why this younger generation is so, um, I don't want to say pro-homosexuality, but so light towards it is because the reality is each and every one of us know and love somebody that might have chosen a contrary lifestyle. And that's us. I'm 52 years old. I've employed and worked with, I have employed and worked with homosexual people. The LBGTQ, ABCDFG community. <laughs> I don't mean disrespect, but it's a lot of letters that they keep adding. I can't keep up with them all. I just say the homosexual community. So when you talk about this generation, my generation, Generation X, and then you talk about several generations later, the millennials and Generation Z, there's about 50% of their social atmosphere that in, has someone that might be other. And they don't want to reject that person on the auspice of my religion. So therefore, they would say that we're being uh, hypocrites because we want to judge them and then half of the church and half of people of faith be it Muslim or Jewish might do other things that's contrary to a righteous lifestyle so I'm not saying that we accept their behavior but we need to love them where they are and stop reminding them that they are outside of God's will. Your love will demonstrate that and that your love will speak to that. And I had to repent. I, you know, when it comes to the church, it's like, hold up, doors. No. I have had the privilege of seeing two women come to the altar, being saying that they're married, and then they had problems. I've had the privilege of counseling them to different decisions. I've seen God work in their lives. I've seen God demonstrate his mighty power in their lives. And it wasn't because I kept reminding them of their lifestyles. It's because I kept loving them through. Not compromising who I am. but loving them based off of where God wants them to be. Finally, I'll end here. Number six, and there's plenty more. Love forgives, love gives, all that stuff, but I just wanted to make sure I got in these points. Love serves. Love serves. Love serves serves. If your provision is not an act of service, then you're expecting a payback. Love serves. July at Linked Up Church is declared serve month. But this is a culture. We have a culture of serving. Through your obedience and tithes and offerings, God has been able to use Linked Up Church to help feed, clothe, 
shelter many a people. You have seed that you don't even know about. So when you're reaping a harvest and you don't know quite where this favor came from, just remember my words. You sowed seed that you didn't even realize you were sowing because of your obedience and tithes and offerings. I got a song. <laughs> See if y'all remember this. We are the world. We are the children. We are the ones to make a brighter day. So let's start giving. There's a choice we're making. We're saving our own lives. It's true, we'll make a better day, just you and me. <laughs> Romans chapter 12, we're in the same chapter, y'all. We're circling back to the same chapter. He says in a New Living Translation, Romans 12, verse 13, when God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. The bottom line is when you love, you serve. When you love, you sacrifice. On tomorrow, Pastor Gregory and I and our staff this, this week will be serving one way or the other. I'll be here at 7. I thought I was delivered from 7 a.m. appointments. Praise the Lord. But then VBS needs help on tomorrow. Monday is the busiest day for BBS, so I'm going to be here at 7.30 tomorrow morning. Then I'm going to leave here and go with my husband to Sweetwater, where we're going to serve, and, and Linked Up Church is going to present to them what we've raised for them to help them in their efforts and serve while we're there. Amen? What are you doing for somebody else and not expecting a payback? See, many of us give, and God says, when you give to the poor, yes, he will return. But when you sow, when you sow, there's a harvest. And it's always more than what you originally gave. Some of us are in position to give money, and that's fine, and that's good. Praise God for that. But when you give money, when you give of your resources, and you give of your time, you've sown. And it says that that's what will keep you free. Galatians chapter 5, verse 13 in the message translation says, it is absolutely clear that God has called you to a free life. Just make sure you don't use this freedom as an excuse to do whatever you want to do and destroy your freedom. Rather, use your freedom to serve one another in love. That's how freedom goes. Freedom grows with that. You can't get caught up in what you did or didn't do. Just do. Just do. I have a story. There were these Hindu uh, 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 priests, these Hindu monks, and they were traveling to another, uh, to, to another temple. And it was a long ways off. And during their travels, they came across a creek. And as they came across this creek, it was, it was actually a little, little bank of water. It was pretty deep, maybe waist deep. And they could cross it, but, you know, it was pretty deep. But while they were at approaching this creek, they saw this woman, and she was wearing all white, and she was crying. <laughs> and 
they said, they, they said, dear woman, why are you crying? I'm supposed to get married, and this creek has risen, and I can't cross it without ruining my dress. And I don't want to ruin my dress, so I can't cross the river. <sighs> and then the Hindu monks were like, oh, wow, that is so sad. I don't really want to get to my wedding. Can you help me? Now, it was the Hindu monks' practice not to touch a woman because it was a violation of their religious duty. But the woman needed help. So one of the monks said, you know what? I'll put you up on my shoulders and I'll carry you across. The other monk was like, you cannot, you cannot, you cannot, you cannot. He says, no, I want to serve this woman. She needs to get to her wedding. So I believe that this is the right thing to do. And so the one monk picks her up, puts her on his shoulders, and he carries her across. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, Hindu man. Thank you, Hindu man. <laughs> and then the other, they carry on their way. And the other monk was like, man, I can't believe you carried that woman. You're going to get in trouble because I cannot keep this to myself. That was a violation of our code. I can't believe that you've done this. And he's talking about it the whole trip to the next temple. I can't believe that you've done this. This is such a violation. This was so bad. This is so bad. Man, do you know what you just did? You've defiled yourself, man. You're going to have to go into the cleansing process. And so they get to the temple. And finally, the other monk said, you, you are aggravating me. And he says to the man, the other monk, sir, I simply picked her up and carried her across and put her down, and I was done. But you've carried her in your mind this whole trip. The service was greater than the ritual. So don't think about what you're gonna do do something. Do something. I thank God for those that served me during this season. They did. I thank God. I got, we got someone, you know, gained a little bit of weight. And it wasn't COVID weight. It was serve weight. I, I promise you, the walkers, Alethe, the wards, they were feeding us so much food. Couldn't keep up. And, you know, my husband does not cook. So whenever I didn't feel like cooking or couldn't cook, my husband was quick to manifest food. <laughs> my baby would walk, up, walk in and say, I got dinner, I got lunch, I got snacks. Amen. So love always. Love believes. Love prospers, love is confident, love accepts, and with all that, love serves. Carry that with you, not just on Sunday, but every day. I thank God for our dream team. But many of you, yes. Our media team volunteers made it possible for you to view services throughout the entire pandemic. Paul and his team, Bernard and the music department were here every Sunday. Rehearsal was still every Thursday, whether it was virtual or not. Run-throughs were happening every Thursday night. 
regardless of COVID. And we never had one outbreak in this place. Not one. God kept us, God kept them, and I thank God and continue to pray a mighty harvest in their seed zones. And oftentimes, it was the same people. I was like, uh, Paul, you got to get Kevin to just sit down somewhere and receive in service. He's behind the camera all the time. Amen. I thank God for our dream team, and I thank God for our ushers and all those that are coming back. I thank God for those of you that are coming back, sowing seeds, enriching other people's lives. But those of you that aren't serving on a dream team, you could do something once, twice, three times a year. Do something. Amen. I pray that you got something out of this. With all of my songs, bottom line is, I need you. You need me. We're all a part of God's family. It is his will that every need be supplied. I'm tearing it up. <laughs> it's important to me. I need you to survive. Love is an absolute necessity in your freedom, in your faith, in your deliverance, and even in your healing. And God loved you so much that he left everything in heaven. Perfection. He left perfection to come to this raggedy, dirty world so that you can have perfection. I don't know if you realize it, but you are perfection being perfected because of the blood that he shed for you because of his life that he sacrificed for you and because of his word that he left for you. Jesus made everything in your life worthwhile, possible. You don't have to pay the same bill twice. So while every head is bowed, every eye is closed, hearts are searching. Where are you today? That's my question for you. In your spirit, in your heart, where are you today? Did you just assume that heaven was your destination? Because assumptions don't get you there. If you have not received Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, you cannot open that Bible and show him your show people your passport your citizenship to the kingdom of God I want to pray for you I want to assure you of your salvation or bring you and pray you into salvation because he paid a price that you don't have to pay or maybe you've received Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior but you know you are living a life contrary you know that you are doing things that are outside of the kingdom of God. It is not becoming of your citizenship. But God says, I'm married to you anyway. You ain't going nowhere. No one can pluck you out of my hands. Only you can take yourself out of it. But I'm here for you, and I love you. Some people call it being backslidden. Others call it just being out of fellowship. Whatever the situation is, God is wooing you back to himself. I want to pray for you. Or perhaps you're that person that's just been church hopping or haven't planted yourself in a church. 
when you plant yourself in a church, you become a part of a family. And you add your supply. But guess what? Others are being a supply to you. So if you believe and you're led to make Linked Up Church your church home, Pastor Gregory and I will be honored to receive you and serve you as our pastors. Our staff will be honored to pray for you and to support you in life's details. So if any of those three invitations pertain to you, I want you to raise your hand high up in the air so that I know to pray with and for you. If you want to receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, or you want to rededicate your life, you want to say, I'm for real about my salvation now, and I want to live for him. If that's you, or I want to make Linked Up Church my church home. If that's anyone in here, would you please raise your hand high up in the air so that I know I'm praying with and for you. I see this hand right here. Praise God. Praise God. If that's you online, Listen, I want you to respond by, uh, by um, doing what it says in the text. Praise God. Praise God. There's anybody else? Want to receive Jesus as a personal Lord and Savior? Want to rededicate? Listen, I'm like, you're saying I'm tired of doing life my way because I found out it don't work. Or you want to make linked up church your church home. Is that anyone else besides the young lady right up front? praise God. Well, you know what? We're going to have a party for one. So if you would, young lady that raised your hand, would you please collect your belongings and make your way down to the front? It's, it's a party for two right here. And look, and you came ready. Believe, huh? You came ready. Praise God. I want to cover one area. I want to make sure that we are right with God. We're going to cover one area, and we don't believe you should ever believe the words of a preacher. You should always be able to find it in the Word of God. All right? So we're going to have people that's going to show you exactly what you, you know, give you evidence of your uh, decision on today, but we're going to take care of one right now. So if you would, lift up one hand to our Savior, Jesus Christ, and make this confession after me. Say, Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I believe he died for my sins, and he rose again, making me righteous. So Jesus, I receive you in my heart. I believe that you are my Lord and my Savior, and I am glad about it. And because of the confession of my mouth and the belief in my heart, I am born again in right standing, free, delivered, healed, and prosperous. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Yes. If you would, Minister Russell, right there with the Bible in his hands, would you follow him, please, as he leads you to the mission group? Praise God. Yes. God is faithful. Amen. Well, I have the pleasure to announce that it is tithes and offerings time. It is worship time. It is giving time. Those of you that are online, 
If you want to receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, you are you've born again, but you want to rededicate or you want to make linked up church your home, you can do that even virtually. Just follow the instructions that's on your screen. Um, and in giving, let's uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 11. God is faithful. I made a mess up here. I'm sorry, Minister Johnny. Um, but I know that Sam. Praise the Lord. I thank God for Sam. Um, Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verses 1 through 6 in the New Living Translation. Let me read this to you. It says, send your grain across the seas, and in time profits will flow back to you. But divide your investments among many places, for you do not know what risks might lie ahead. When clouds are heavy, the rains come down. Where the tree falls north or south, it stays where it falls. Farmers who wait for perfect weather never plant. If they watch every cloud, they never harvest. Just as you cannot understand the path of the wind or the mystery of the tiny baby growing in his mother's womb, so you cannot understand the activity of God. 